So I want to pick it up at 1 Samuel 17. And like I said, if you have your Bibles, open up there. And we're going to start reading at verse 24. Sounds good? All right, here it is. So as soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Him referring to Goliath. Have you seen the giant? The men asked. It took us three weeks to get to the title of the series. <laughs> yeah, he comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward. Someone say huge reward. It's important that you understand that the character of God is to reward you. Okay, a huge reward to anyone who kills him. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempt, exempted from paying taxes. David asked the soldiers standing nearby, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway, that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? See, this is the kind of energy they've been missing for 40 days. Right. And so David's ready to go. And these men gave David the same reply. They said, yes, that is the reward for killing him. But when David's oldest brother heard, heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? What about those few sheep you were supposed to be taking care of? Someone say few. What about those few sheep? He says this here, I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. What have I done now? I was only asking a question. He walked over. He said, man, forget you. He walked over to some others and asked them the same thing and received the same answer. Verse 31 in conclusion. Then David's question was reported to King Saul and the king sent for him. All right, so, so every, uh, every week we're going to start with a, a question to, to, frame, to frame our thoughts, to frame the message, okay? So, so this is this week's question. Uh, do I understand the power of negativity in my life? Do I understand the power of negativity in my life? Uh, negativity is, is the tendency to see the bad side of something. If you're taking notes, go ahead and write that down. It's the tendency to, it's the slant. You know, a lot of people have that, that slant where, where most of the time we just see the bad side of a thing. Right, right. Um, some would argue that uh, you're, you're a glass half full type of person. You're, you're optimistic, you're positive, you're faith filled. Um, and I'd agree, but I would say all humans at some point in our lives deal with negativity. I would say almost every day, every person in this room will have to confront that slant to see the bad side of something. And science proves that humans are more prone to think negatively. Um, as a matter of fact, it only takes us less than a second to process negative information. But it takes us almost 15 seconds to process positive and good news. And um, scientists have also confirmed on uh, images of the brain, how the brain, the movement in the brain sparks uh, during negative stimuli versus the subtle movement that it gives whenever there is positive or good news. And so it takes a lot more 
to get us to have faith and to get us to be positive. And it's because we're broken. It's because of Adam and Eve and, and what happened in the garden. And also negativity shrinks the brain physically. And in the process of our brains becoming smaller as we get older, um, it limits our creativity and, yeah. and our dreams. Yeah. So I want you to write this statement down to, to further frame the message before we get into some points. Go ahead and write this down. Uh, negativity has the power to cause us to think small. Yeah. It suffocates our faith and kills our God-given potential. It, it, it makes us think small. Small thinking, limited thinking, is rooted in negativity. It's rooted. And granted, we all have had uh, past trauma, right? Um, A loved one left our lives. Um, There is betrayal, hurt, um, a tragedy, a loss. Something happened in our past that currently um, causes us to be a little bit more negative than what we prefer to be. And I get it. Growing up. We react to those things. But when you come to Christ, right, instead of reacting to to the past trauma and the past pain, we ought to be more so last week responding to what happened to us. And you have to get out of that reactive mode. Right. You got to stop reacting to the pain, to the negativity, to the trauma. And you have to absorb it a little bit and start to process it. So you can properly heal through it, because if you don't, you're creating a, a, a doorway for the enemy to continue to promote negativity in, in, in darkness in your life. And so if you're not careful, it can cause you to think small. Someone say small. It suffocates your faith, your aspirations, your imagination, and it kills the potential that God put on the inside of you. So that you can step into an unimaginable future. That's how negativity works. And so today is entitled, I can't think small. I, I can't afford to think small. Every day that goes by, I'm getting older. I'm losing time. The Lord could call me home anytime. And I just can't afford. You can't afford to allow negativity and small thinking to sabotage your life. Okay, so I, I, I picked up on three, three thoughts in the story, um, and we're just going to follow the thread. Is that okay? Yes. The first thing we see here is the reward. Someone say reward. reward. The reward. It says this here, 1 Samuel uh, 17, 25. Have you seen the giant, the men asked? He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered, this is so good, a huge reward to anyone who kills him. The king, the, I need you to think now spiritually. The king, the king of the universe, the God of the universe is offering a huge reward to anyone who can kill by the power of the Holy Spirit the spirit of negative thinking in their lives. Because it, the, the character of God is to reward you. He, he, that's what he does. He, the Bible says in, in Hebrews 11, the, 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 the hall of faith chapter is God rewards those who diligently seek him. There you go. And he's always looking for a soldier 
to, to take out negativity and small thinking. Uh, I, I remember uh, February of 2015, uh, we, were, we were at a, a huge church. I was on staff at a huge church. And we, we just had to, to keep growing with that church and serving. And the Lord would have taken us on. We would have done ministry and changed people's lives and shared the gospel and all that. It, it was a great setup. But the Lord had put a dream for Highlight Church on our hearts in 2013. And so we felt that it was time to, to finally have that discussion with our direct reports. And man, I was terrified. My wife will tell you, I kept walking in and out, in and out. I'm like, all right, I'm going to call him. All right, I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him. Okay, he texted me. He said, give him 30 minutes. Give him 30 minutes. All right, okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to go. Okay, 30 minutes. All right, babe, I'm going to make the call. So I went outside, made the call. And, and I told him, I said, well, um, we feel like it's our time to, to step away. Um, you've always known that God gave us a vision, gave us a dream. Uh, we're grateful. Anything you need us to do as we transition out of the church, we're going to do. We're submitted to you, even if you think it's not time for us to go. But we're submitted to you, whatever you think. And so we were stepping away from thousands of people, an establishment, a mega church, into a thought, into an idea, into an intangible, right? And... So I transferred from that church and I went back to the hospital and I worked an overnight shift. I was a unit secretary from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Mm -hmm. And so I get my chart set up, check all my patients, check all my nurses. Everyone's good. Between 9 p.m. and about 4 a.m., I would work on the dream that God put in my heart. Yes. I would write out our meetings for the moving team, our values that are on the walls back there before you go to the kids hallway. Yeah. I would establish our core beliefs. You can find that on the website. Right. I would just work on the dream, work on the dream, work on the dream. Nurses are sleeping out there. You know, I'm, I'm working on the dream. I'm working because I had one thing in mind. I, I was locked into one thing and I still am to this day. The reward, the reward, the reward. Someone say the reward, the reward. You, you, you must stay locked in. You got to stay locked in to, to this reward, the reward of changed lives, yes. the reward of, I was thinking about it, a move of God across Maryland. A someone say a move of, God. a move of God, the reward of my family being blessed, yes. right? The reward of, of living in my dreams coming true. I was willing to fight whatever demon of doubt, whatever demon of pessimism, whatever critical demon. I was willing to fight. I was willing to stay up all night for that dream because when I got home, I had a newborn and a kindergartner. And then my wife was going to go in for a day shift. And then we had Nemo. So there was no such thing as sleep in this day. So what would drive a person when it's physically toilsome and when you have all these doubts that are being thrown at your mind, the only thing that pulls you towards Goliath and keeps you away from being afraid of him is the reward of killing him. And I know you have some Goliaths in your life, but you can kill them. But beyond thinking about killing Goliath, killing the bad habit, killing the addiction is the reward that awaits you on the other side of the resistance. 
you, you got to keep a reward. Someone say reward mentality. Reward mentality. And, and here it is. Never allow small thinking to talk you out of God's best for your life. Yeah. Never. Never allow small thinking to talk you out of God's best. There's not a person in this room who God has not deposited a big dream on the inside of. There's not a person in this room. And small thinking will try to sever that dream from your heart. So number two, what we see in the text are uh, the small thoughts. So you have the reward and you have the small thoughts. First Samuel 17 says this, but when David's oldest brother Eliab heard David talking to the men, he was angry. What are you doing around here anyway? Here it is. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taken care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. I know you. I used to change your diaper. I used to babysit you. I, I, know, I know you. I know you. What about those few sheep? Now, we just learned last week, I encourage you to go check it out last week, that, that the sheep and the cheese and the bread were very sacred things that God had put into David's hands. Yes, yes. And in David's heart, those things were big things, right, that were going to lead to his next opportunity. I encourage you to go home and read the entire story of David, not just David and Goliath, but I kept reading Goliath's dead, whatever. We're on to the next Goliath. Like, that's the other thing. This thing you scared of, it, it's small. It's small. You, you got to move forward. Now, Goliath's dead, so he goes from shepherd of Jesse's sheep, his father, to armor bearer under Saul, and God is with him because he's cultivating excellence. He's on time. He's punctual. He's good looking. He's working on himself. He's exercising his faith. He's repenting when he sins. He's growing in his faith. His character is being formed. And then after becoming Saul's armor bearer, Saul promotes him to be over 1,000 troops. So this little thing that the small voices will come in and tell you, that's not important, wow. right? Your current position is extremely important. And, and, and so David is focused on the reward. He's focused on a greater future. And, and, and here's the takeaway here. You have to understand that small thinking will intensify when you decide to pursue God's best. It, it's going to intensify. It's going to intensify. When, when you've decided to honor God, and obey the Lord, read your Bible, pray, serve, be generous. Small thinking and negativity is going to exalt itself in your life. Yep. It's going to intensify. When you've decided to, to, to honor God with your body and, and to break off from unhealthy relationships that don't honor God, more temptations to disobey God will come. That, that thing that's sent to keep you small will continue to present itself when you've purposed in your heart to obey God, to trust God, to step out of the boat into the water. It's going to intensify because the enemy is afraid of you advancing in the kingdom. You just have to understand that. What about those few sheep? David is coming to the battlefield with fire. Like, who, who is this guy? Y'all been sitting here for a month and a half? Like, let me at him. Here comes a small thought. Where are those few sheep? You're not here to kill Goliath. I know your pride and deceit. 
small thoughts. Someone say small thoughts. Small thoughts, small thoughts are going to intensify. Someone say intensify. intensify. I, I got a few thoughts in between 2014 and 2015 as the Lord was calling us out. And, and, and uh, the, the first thought was a, uh, a thought that hit at my gift of teaching. And this individual, someone I, I respected well as a teacher, someone I looked up to, is quite heartbreaking. Th- this individual said, I'm, I'm not concerned about the content as, as we prepare you to preach. I'm not concerned about the content. I'm concerned about the delivery. So we're, we're going to help you build, build out your points, build out the message. But I don't know if you can relay it to the people. That was a thought. A little bit after God gave us this vision. The second thought, <laughs> we, we currently had about $1,500 in Highlights checking account. And I met with this pastor, a uh, local pastor in Orlando before we moved, of a brand new church plant just to kind of get some inspiration. How did you do it? You know, give me some wisdom. We're going to move and start our own church. And, and at the end of that discussion, he said, uh, oh, yeah, uh, you're going to need a little bit over $100,000 to start highlighting. And I already know in our account, we're not getting anywhere close to that. Someone say small thought. Small thought thought, trying to shrink me. The enemy's trying to shrink me. Thought number three, um, I had this discussion at Cracker Barrel with someone I love dearly. Um, and, 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 And this person said this, you sure about this church thing? Churches are shutting down all around the country. Small thoughts. As, as soon as you've purposed to go after God's best. Paul says in Corinthians, you need to go home and read this, 1 Corinthians, that human reasoning, not even the devil, stop blaming everything on the devil. What the devil does is he just comes beside you and helps you out. But the Bible says in Corinthians that human reasoning exalts itself against the knowledge of God. David is an anointed king. So it's not, this is the thing, we call it David and Goliath when it's really God and Goliath. Right? So, so, so God is on David, and David knows this, and he's moving forward in that faith, in that attitude. But when you're looking through man's eyes, you process at man's level. And what we do is God has given us a dream or or a high and lofty thought and aspiration. And what we do is we exalt human reasoning. Where are those few sheep? You see that? But Paul says in Corinthians that you have the power to pull down these strongholds of human reasoning. You have the power to to put them under the obedience of the word of Christ. And and so what what small thinking does, though, is it minimizes the significance of your life. That's what it does. We're those few sheep. You're not even qualified to be here. Not your family. do you understand your, your family history, your past, the trauma? Wow. You're, you're, not, you're not breaking through that. Wow. Yeah. Don't, don't even think of, that's not for you. Mm-hmm. Where are those few sheep? What does it do? It minimizes the significance of your life. 
right? It's like when you, um, when you get a job you pray for, or uh, when God opens the door to that school, or he, he gives you that relationship that you've been believing God for. And uh, you prayed for it, God gave it, and then all of a sudden, the blessing becomes a burden. Well, the Bible says that God does not bless and add sorrow. So if I have this thing I used to pray for, I'm in possession of it now, this child, this marriage, this opportunity. If I now have, you know, this spouse, if I now have this thing I prayed for so long ago, why am I so sad about it? Well, what's happened is that a spirit of negativity has crept in and it's it's minimized the significance of that blessing in your life. So you no longer see it as a blessing. That job is no longer a blessing. Now it's a burden because you've allowed negativity. But the good news about negativity and the good news about faith filled thoughts is that we always have a choice. The good news is that you have a power to choose your thoughts. So number three, what we see in the text is my choice. Someone say my choice. My choice. You don't have to allow negativity to ruminate. You don't. You have a choice. You have the power to choose. And I know mental health is a real thing. It's a real struggle. We all struggle at it at certain levels. And it's okay to take vitamins and medicine, uh, have a therapist, have a psychiatrist, have a counselor. Do the things you need to do. That stuff is not unspiritual. It, it's not unholy. You, you have to do what you need to do to be well. But, the, but one thing about the good news, like I said, is that you don't have to allow. Someone say allow. Allow, allow negativity to ruminate. Understanding this, that the gift of choice is one of God's greatest gifts. You can choose. How do I choose, Pastor? Well, well, here it is. Have you ever, um, let me put this in the form of a question. Have you ever thought about what you're thinking about? It is deep. It's not deep, but it is deep. It's profound. That's what it is. Thank you. Yes. Not thank you, thank me. I made it. Okay, I, I discovered it. It's profound. Think about what you're thinking about. And I want you to practice this today. Like just, just, whoa. Man, you, this same thought has been just ruminating for five minutes. Think about it. All thoughts don't come from the devil. All thoughts don't come from God. Sometimes it's your human reasoning psyching you out of God's best. Just think about it and and, and understand that you have the power to choose. So here's some small thoughts. Okay, let let me let me give you four frames when when you're thinking small. Uh, Number one is God can't. That's a small thought. God won't. I can't. I won't. If, if that's the, the nature of your thoughts, you, you're, you're being trapped. God can't, God won't, I can't, I won't. I'll never, it'll never, can't happen, won't happen. Small thought, and you have to break it. Because maybe grandma didn't break it. Maybe grandpa didn't break it. Right? Maybe auntie, uncle, mom, dad didn't break it. 
And, and so the enemy already knows how you're designed. And so he's just going to come alongside you with the, I, oh, you, you're right. God can't, God won't, you won't, you can't. This, this level is all that there is for you. So I can allow those types of thoughts to ruminate. And if I do that, I'm feeding fear. Whatever I allow, I feed. Okay. Or I can make a choice. Someone say my choice and I can choose big thoughts. So so here's some big thoughts that God says about you. Okay. Uh, Here it is. I'm blessed. I can choose these thoughts. I'm chosen. I'm loved. I have a future. I'm blessed, I'm chosen, I am loved, and I have a future. So now you have a choice. So it's up to you at this point. God can't, God won't, you can't, you want. Or no matter what I'm going through, no matter how big Goliath is, right? I'm blessed. Come on now. I'm chosen. I'm loved. I have a future. What is this, Pastor? It's called mindfulness. It's called mental restructuring. And every single morning, you have the power to choose. And guess what? No one can pray you through that. As powerful as the Bible is, unless your faith is attached to the truth of these big thoughts, only you and the Holy Spirit can break through a spirit of small thinking. Yes. But I don't, I don't know. I, I've been studying this content, you know, the, the same chapter for almost a month now. And man, I'll study and I'll start my day and I'm recognizing, oh my God, that's such a small thought. And I don't, I don't have to choose it. Science also says that the reason we choose negativity is because it's a defense mechanism. And, and it, it, it enables us to not step out on the things that God has called us to out of fear that we're going to fail. So, so a lot of you are negative because you use it as a defense, but it's really an excuse to not be bold. And, and God is just saying, like, you, you got to stop because he he honors. He honors our thoughts. He, he, he truly does. And, and so I can wake up and say, man, life is hard and life sucks and I have so much to do. Or I can say, wow, I'm blessed. Right. And my kids are safe and my wife is is blessed and my home is blessed and my future is blessed. And God is a good God and God is a faithful God. I, I can choose. Right. So I, I don't want to be like these guys who are choosing fear. I want to be like David and I want to choose the reward of, of choosing big thoughts. Jesus said this in Mark 9, 23, everything is possible for one who believes everything. Someone say everything. Everything. Say everything. Everything. Say everything. everything. Everything is possible for one who believes. Let me, let me teach you a little bit here. So, 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 uh, uh, belief, a lot of people think belief is here. It's, it's not. Belief starts here. Belief starts here. Jesus said when he hit the scene, the first message the Lord preached was repent for the kingdom of God is near. 
What does repent mean? It means to have a change of mind. Once you come into agreement that anything is possible when you're in the Lord, once you agree to that, once you believe that here, it then travels here. Your belief informs your emotions and how you feel. Once your belief gets your emotions intact, you begin to live differently. This is why the Bible says, as a man, if you know the Bible, finish it. As a man, so is he. So as a man believes, so is he. You have the power to choose. You're not a victim. Come on now. You can clap that up. You're not. You're a victor. You're a winner. You're more than a conqueror in Christ. Once Christ shed his blood on that cross, you became a victor. Now, Now, every day begin to choose to believe that God has a great future in store for you, that God is fighting, that God is on your side. And you're going to see the hand of God move in some amazing ways. If you've been blessed, can you celebrate the word of God? Hallelujah.